Hey, we're back on the Anti-Neocon Report with the repeat guest, Andre Martinyanov. We're going to be discussing his latest book that I've read, <laughs> Disintegration, and it's a collapse of the U.S. empire. Not, not a coming collapse. It's collapsing. It's already started. And probably the chat's going to ask about the Ukraine war, which is fine. Y'all can ask whatever you want, but I'm going to try to get into... Uh, the book mostly and if you have the book you can ask about that and if you don't have the book it's available on amazon it's also available on my website i have a link to it there in the library and it's i know it's a big favorite of varg uh who is very interested in this kind of topic so let's see here i, I have thoroughly enjoyed this now i've bought your other books after getting this one i highly recommend this to everybody um it's got the red Statue of Liberty, a little bit like Joseph Catan back in the day. <laughs> so we are in the midst of a collapse. Now, one of the things, not in the book, but that you and I have discussed before as a as an indicator is or a symptom of uh, empire in decline is the disintegration of the arts, both in art, yep. sculpture, architecture, and so on. You can see a failing empire just looks like crap where there and not only are we not producing works of art, the ones that were made are being destroyed. And I know you were just in Russia uh, recently, like two weeks ago, a week ago. Yeah, two weeks ago. We came two weeks back ago. on the 28th, yeah. Compare or contrast maybe uh, the Moscow subway to anything well, in the United States. <laughs> well, it's not even fair to start with. Uh, yeah, Moscow subway. Uh, you are absolutely correctly pointed out that in terms of fine arts especially, the whole uh, uh, definition of beauty have been redefined, so to speak. Be that the ugliness which uh, they promote under the body positive, uh, you know, banner. So we suddenly have the even different, uh, they try to impose different uh, uh, conception of the uh, femininity and beauty, feminine beauty, which is, of course, uh, I mean, uh, it's a driver behind the human uh, reproduction and human civilization, a man falling in love with women, finding their, you know, uh, if we speak in the uh, very Neanderthal terms, if you wish, is finding the uh, mother of his children, you know, but we live now in the world where the actual beauty, which is universally accepted in the world, is being, you know, shunned and uh, the ugliness and some uh, deviations from the norm or classical norm, that is why they're called classical, because they are accepted as the standard, is being promoted as some kind of new classic, new norm. And we see the result. It's all ugly. The music is ugly, you know, apart from the fact that most of it is really not music at all. I mean, the art is, yeah, it's ugly, most of it. Uh, of course, the real art, for example, many people do not know, but there is a very strong undercurrent of, for example, if we talk about America, United States, of the American realists in art. They paint beautiful pictures, absolutely gorgeous. So it's not like that. It's just the fact that everything that is ugly is being brought up and promoted, you know, so. And I, 
yeah, if you want to hear real great music, go listen to jazz. Go listen to fusion. It's still there. It's still great music there. It's out there. It's just that it's not being promoted. You are correct and noted before the start that, yeah, instead of uh, funny things like Bundy, you know, and married mm -hmm. with children, we get the ugly, despicable, uh, low taste uh, uh, reality shows, which is, I mean, it just so shows spoiled brats over and over yeah, again. Yeah, it, it just, yeah, it's disgusting. So, and the music yeah. is, um, back in my day, people actually played instruments. Yeah. And they sang without auto tune. Yep. But it's gotten to the point where if you, you're not writing the song, you're not playing an instrument. It's not really your voice because it's corrected by autotune. Yeah. What are you doing? You're just there to do choreographed dances and lip sync. That's sync exactly stuff. what you do. Yeah. What what talent? It's really stripped the talent away from the whole process and the and the creativity because there's like one company, even one guy writing the majority of the songs. They have yeah. something called the Millennial Whoop Oh or whatever, and it's they just recycle it in every song. It is recycled. Yeah. You need to go to Rick Beato and try to get him online. He is much more competent in terms of music and modern music than me. He obviously graduated Juilliard, you know. So if you can get him, but I would suggest to do that because, yeah, modern music and modern rock music is not for the classical acts like Roger Waters, you know, or even Electric Light Orchestra, or, you know, and some new newer acts which still play actual music, uh, what do you get? Yeah, you get basically this, uh, you know, uh, strolling down the memory lane. They have now somewhere planned in India, I believe, in California. It's I-10 before you get into Arizona, I think. They have this October huge festival. They will have Guns N' Roses, Iron Maiden, you know, Judas Priest and ACDC. Good old stalwarts, you know, of the actual rock music, you know. So I'm pretty sure they will sell out, I don't know, several hundred thousand people there. So people still want to have a good stuff, but new generation, yeah, it's... Um... It's it's also in, even in entertainment, that's... We had lowbrow entertainment back in the day too, but yeah, you need to. It has to be there. You got to unwind and everything, but the reality shows and uh, e even in cartoons and stuff, at least there used to be sort of moral principle or some sort of cultural glue, yeah. even if it was He Man or whatever. Nowadays, it's just sophomoric nonsense and it like is. characters cry inside the cartoons, which teaches people to whine and complain and yeah. Kvetch even yeah. more uh, but through reading your book you go through I, we're going to get into some economic stuff and gdp nominal versus real and so on but i was looking at it and i think you summed it up best when we were looking at historical indicators for a collapse of empire that if you examine the rot we can look at the root I mean, and a founding principle of western civilization was reason and rational thought and that has not only been abandoned it's been replaced yeah it's been replaced by this like frankfurt school woke mind virus whatever they're yeah. calling it these days it's hard to put into words but it's been sacrificed for the altar of equity 
And this real politic or national interest has been replaced by selective commercial interests at the expense of the national interest. And so that might be the crux of it is Western civilization, the, the age of reason, the founding on rational thought and rational thinking is now, oh, that's that's probably racist or something. Like they oh, abandoned what made them great. And now we have diversity, equity, inclusion, and it's beat in people's heads to death. You can't go a day on Twitter or any social media app without somebody talking about race. And I just don't remember it coming up every day, if at all, <laughs> in uh, just decades ago. It was on weird. Okay. They can't see any event, any business or a college or whatever, without thinking about isms. Gillette Osmond calls it, you know, the race, sex, sexual orientation, or the, the people, the pretend people, you know, um, all these made up genders. <laughs> so that could be the root. Are we seeing that? When did that start? You think where, it really kicked into this obsession with identity politics? Well, I mean, some people point out to uh, LBJ's Great Society programs, you know, 1965, I believe. There is no doubt about it that there was uh, an issue of actual racism and discrimination against the primarily black population of the United States. But it was the counterculture, actually, of 60s and Vietnam War which uh, kind of shifted it and moved it uh, towards that because inevitably there are some fundamental principles of... Uh, essentially, the counterculture uh, uh, movement was postmodernist. And in postmodernist society, there is no absolutes, there are no standards. You know, it's just basically whatever narrative you want. And it's the random, school, yeah. Um, yeah, it's inevitably, yeah. And I don't understand why... Um, they call uh, them a Marxist school, while in reality, <laughs> many in Soviet Union, for example, just to give you an example, they thought that uh, actually Frankfurt School, which it is true, has been organized primarily to discredit Marxism, <laughs> which they successfully did. Not that there are no questions towards Marxism, there are. But the point is that, yeah, I mean, you had that absolutely not jobs there, you know, pseudo-academicians such as, of course, Marcos and all those people who create, I mean, just literally, it's a like soap opera, you know, you, uh, you know, basically rub the soap and what you get, all those bubbles. So those pseudo-academicians, those primarily humanities educated, what you have, people who read a lot of philosophy and had usually zero any applicable uh, life skills and didn't know their real life. So there you go. And what you have, absolutely. You have counterculture, which obviously produced this uh, whole situation. You know, it's only, for example, in uh, early 2000s that they started to write, for example, in even Guardian came out and I write about it that, oh my God, the huge number of, for example, French counterculture, counterculture 1968 movement leaders, they have been pedophiles, basically, you know? So, and yep. look at who, who was signing the age of consent of, of this um, uh, letter, scandalous letter in 1977, that you can have the sex with minor girl as long, or any, or even boy, as yep. long as they consent. Doesn't matter if it's five or six. 
as long as they consent. Guess what? Derrida, Jean-Paul Sartre, you know, all those so-called intellectuals in the West. And so there you go. We have this result today. There's a sociologist, uh, Derek Jensen. He wrote the, a book called The Culture of Make-Believe. Um, it's all in like production and stuff. But he, there's a video of him talking to a bunch of activists about queer theory. And he just points out every single thought leader in that movement advocated pedophilia. Oh, yeah. All. It, not it, not most. All of yeah, them. That's the whole point. <laughs> and considering the fact who, uh, for example, uh, Hollywood is, which, uh, I mean, the pedophilia there is just, uh, yeah, it's permeated with the pedophiles, you know. So, and uh, we all know, know, everybody knows that. It's just that uh, people like me were just, at some point of time, yeah, I refuse to watch it anymore, you know. Unless, of course, it's something very selected, like the sound of uh, freedom and, you know, I need to watch it, by the way. So, but other than that, I cannot even take those people, you know. Uh, I cannot accept their art, you know. It's, I mean, how can you accept it when you understand that they're perverts and they are evil, basically, you know. So, and yeah, you look at the modern political elites, they are like that. I mean, yeah. Yeah, they get, they're what, getting caught. It used to be just an, I mean, if you're going back to LBJ, one of the things that disappeared with Kennedy getting killed was the, the massive Bobby Baker scandal, which was filled with degenerate sexual blackmail he was sort of the jeffrey epstein yeah. of the 60s and it just disappeared of course it, yeah that was something that went on and then you had the 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 franklin school with lawrence king and so on and you know three house speakers in a row caught in adultery one with dennis hastert was raping little boys over and over again and um but the, it was weird during the 2008 uh, mortgage-backed security fallout. Only the whistleblowers, uh, Spitzer, Vitter, and so on, had their their sexual improprieties exposed. Oh, you have an 18 year old mistress. Da, 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 da. But the rest of them were all guilty of this. I remember Sibel Edmonds had she got put in a like SIF facility. They wouldn't let her testimony out, but I've talked to her, and like a lot of it was. Yeah, this person, this senator, that senator, they're in these townhouses in D.C. Uh, it's a lot like Hollywood, let's just say, casting couch style for their legislative assistance and no-show jobs and stuff. It's the degeneracy and rot is all throughout these – I don't call them elites. I just call them elitist, these political yeah, elitists. They're, yeah, they're not elites. Most of those people are actually – what we have to accept today as the uh, complete cold hard fact they are extremely badly educated they are very uncultured and this 